Hello and welcome to the Baby and Me podcast, a place to talk about all things motherhood from pregnancy to the postnatal period and beyond. Hi guys and welcome to the first ever Baby and Me podcast. I thought I'd kick today's episode off with a short quote. So I want this podcast to be everything motherhood related, the good, the bad, the ugly, real life. I want to just talk about motherhood. I don't feel like it's something that we talk about enough. Um, we don't celebrate enough and I think it's something that is massively undervalued in our society about how challenging motherhood can be. So today's quote that we're kicking off with is very short and to the point. Motherhood is the greatest thing and the hardest thing. And it was Ricky Lake who was quoted as saying that and I think she's got a real point. Motherhood is incredible and it's amazing but it can be super hard and super challenging. So today I thought um, we would have a little chat around that and then I just want to set you a little challenge at the end. So I hope you're up for it. It's very easy, it's not a scary challenge, so don't panic. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Hayley. I am a mum to my two gorgeous boys who are two and four and I live with my husband and my boys in Lincolnshire. I am a specialist massage therapist and I work with ladies um, through pregnancy and the postnatal periods um, as well as their babies Um, and I support them through the use of nurturing touch um, alongside um, anything else that they need really, anything to do with support through pregnancy and the postnatal period or helping their baby adjust in the fourth trimester is kind of my area of expertise. So if you are falling into one of those categories, then you are most definitely in the right place. Um, And I hope that you find the podcast really useful. So I thought I'd just give you a little bit of background on how Baby and Me got started. So I haven't always been a massage therapist. Before Baby and Me started, I was actually um, a secondary school teacher and I used to teach dance and drama in secondary schools, but also out in the community to primary schools, helping them to um, integrate dance and drama into the curriculum and assist them with things like school shows, um, etc. So Baby and Me was like a real sort of polar opposite to what um, I was originally trained in. So I was actually made redundant from my teaching position when the government decided to change the curriculum and reduce arts in schools and as a result my department uh, were mostly made redundant so there were three people left out of a really large department um, and the rest of us had to go and either find another job or figure out what we wanted to do and for me I just had my first son and I just was finding the transition into motherhood really tricky. I was absolutely shattered and I couldn't ever imagine teaching other people's children, teenagers, on the little sleep that I was actually getting at that time. So I thought it'd be a really fantastic time to almost reinvent myself and what I wanted to do from my life. So I had to really evaluate what did I want from my life and what did uh, I want to do? What was I interested in? What could I make a difference in? And so the idea of Baby and Me started because I wanted to be able to work around my Um, son and any other future children that we were to have and I didn't want to be stuck in school all day working and marking all night 
going to bed and repeating the next day. I wanted to do something that really meant something to me. And at the time, there wasn't a lot of support around. There wasn't a lot of help and advice around either. So it's something that I was really passionate about doing. I had attended a baby massage class uh, around the same time with, with my son, who was struggling a lot with colic, with tummy issues, which we later discovered much later on that it was actually um, a, a cow's milk protein allergy. But again, it wasn't picked up. And so the first year of my motherhood journey was a real baptism of fire. It was really, really tough. Um, and I just loved the time in baby massage that I had with my baby. It was a really positive, safe space um, with other mums who kind of got what I was going through because I didn't have a lot of friends with children um, who I was close to at the time. And so a lot of people didn't really get it. So it was really a real special time for me to be able to bond with my baby and to be able to help him, but also to really help me as well. So I just knew as soon as I finished the course, that was what I wanted to do. So I went out um, looked for the training that suited me the best and I just went for it. Just jumped in feet first and went for it. And it was really important to me to make my baby massage space a really safe space for mums and for babies alike. Because there is a lot for babies to do out there, but mums often get overlooked. And at the same time, a baby is born, a mum is born too. So it's a whole new role for people, especially if it's your first baby. And even if it's not, if it's your second, third, tenth baby, still, each baby is different, and so each experience is different as well. So that was my real main focus and kind of how Baby and Me started. And from Baby Massage, I decided to go ahead with some formal massage training that would qualify me to be able to treat adults. And I knew straight away that I wanted to go on to specialize in massage for pregnant and postnatal women because I really struggled to find a decent massage therapist when I was pregnant. Um, and I know how much having a massage through pregnancy really did support me emotionally and physically. So my small baby massage class went from one a week to several a week and also being able to treat pregnant and postnatal women um, and the rest of the family as well. And I absolutely really, really love what I do. So everything I do is kind of stemmed from there. What did I want as a new mum that wasn't available? What do I think my mums that come to me now for, to use my services, um, what do they want? What, what gets brought up a lot that would really support them? So I thought a podcast would be really, really beneficial because I know how busy you guys are. <laughs> it's really busy being a mum and juggling family life and work and friendships and, and everything that kind of comes with this role. So I thought a podcast would be great. I'm gonna keep them short so that you don't have to take loads of time out of your day, but hopefully you'll find it really useful to know um, that other people are going through the same as you. I'm gonna hopefully be able to get some guest speakers in on topics that will be of interest to you guys. Um, and also cover lots of different things, um, everything from feelings, relationships, money, guilt, which we suffer a lot with as mums. I've got loads of ideas, so stick with me and I hope that you um, will gain a lot from this. So, a lot of my clients who attend my baby massage group say that once they leave, they feel like they've attended therapy because it's a really good chance to get together with the other mums after the babies have had their massage, get to know them, chat through everything that's going on. Um, 
and often we all laugh about it because we say it's the only place that you can really overshare and it'd be totally okay. Um, whether you're talking about poo, breastfeeding, bottle feeding, um, stitches down below after birth, it all kind of comes out <laughs> and comes to the surface. Um, and quite often one of the topics we talk about is how challenging motherhood really can be. And that nobody ever tells you this, but I think it's probably, probably because if we really knew the challenges of motherhood, it would probably put us totally off of having kids altogether very early on. So, it's, so quite obviously we don't tend to share that with people that we know are trying for families and things. And don't get me wrong, it is amazing being a mummy, but definitely myself and I know a lot of my clients have had aspects that, that have been really tough. I think it's really important to talk about that for our own uh, mental health as well, really. So my entry into motherhood was a bit of a baptism of fire, as I previously mentioned. So I was still teaching when I was pregnant with my first son and I started to get quite poorly and ended up essentially that I had preeclampsia and I was put on bed rest. So I hadn't realized quite how poorly I was until after my baby was born. And then all of a sudden, I just felt like a new person. And it wasn't until then that I realized, yeah, I had actually been quite poorly. And actually the doctors did know what they were doing. And yeah, I was um, quite ill. So that in itself had really kind of tired me out for the very start of birth. Um, I was taken up for emergency c-section at 37 weeks um, prior to that though my baby had nearly been delivered around 32 weeks because his heart rate kept dropping and they weren't happy with it so I was given some steroids to develop his lungs just in case he was um, a bit too premature um, however they did manage to keep me on bed rest and keep me stable until 37 weeks when they delivered him by sort of a planned emergency section so after being poorly and being exhausted from the illness and then having a c-section and not anticipating like how challenging the recovery would be for myself i knew that it was going to be sore but i don't think i properly realized how sore everything was going to be um and then having a really rocky start with breastfeeding and my milk not coming through and having a very hungry baby three days later i decided to change to bottle feeding him which then obviously as a mum we do beat ourselves up about these things and I really felt cross and upset with myself that I wasn't able to do this um, so yeah it really kind of challenged and start and then we were in hospital for a good week and when we got home uh, my baby was very unsettled there was a lot of crying constant crying long long periods of crying um, not just in the evening at night time sort of that classic colic witching hour that we talk about but through the day as well and uh, he just seemed to not be feeding effectively and we changed milk we went from formula to formula to formula to formula and on top of that he just wasn't sleeping he was just a very upset baby and the paediatrician couldn't put it down to anything, we just didn't know. So I started doing my own research and that's when I came across baby massage. And that's when I attended the classes and it really helped with that. But alongside other things, um, I also had somebody recommend that we try a cranial sacral therapist. 
So we searched that out and actually they were able to tell me more um, than the paediatrician had been able to. And it just turned out that my son had rotated skull bones and it was com uh, compressing against a nerve in his neck which was hindering his feeding ability but also um, pressing on something in his brain that was also preventing him from being able to sleep properly. So I really was exhausted and I just remember being so relieved that somebody somebody believed me really and somebody was listening to me and somebody could help me and we put a plan into place and we got him on the right track and from then he was a really happy baby. He was a different baby. So it was a real, real challenging time. Um, a lot of people in the village that I used, that I live in and I still live in, um, used to joke that I was out constantly walking the baby around because um, it was the only way I could get him to sleep. So it was either in his car seat and we had to drive around and get him to sleep or in his buggy and we just stomped around the village and I used to joke that the dog used to see her lead and just run away because she was exhausted from doing all these walks with me. So um, yeah, we were out a lot, but that's what I found really helped me, just being out, being outside in the fresh air. It just kind of gave me a bit of breathing space, I think, because the baby was quiet, the baby was sleeping. It gave me time to sort of process everything that had gone on, everything that was happening, this whole new role that I was taking on and thought I knew everything about and had like these ideals, but actually when the time came was so different to what I'd imagined um, a mum feeling like or being like in my experience being. So yeah, I, I thought today I would just share that with you about my start to motherhood and um, following on from that quote, that motherhood is the greatest thing and the hardest thing, but also telling you what really helped me so like I said, getting outside every day, getting out somewhere, whether it was just a walk around the village or to the local shop or attending a baby group, but I had something planned every day. I'm one of these people that has to have something to do. If I don't, I feel like I'm kind of losing the plot a little bit. So I went to baby classes. So I had a couple of baby classes I went to a week, one which started off as baby massage and a local music group, which was brilliant. Um, and getting out to meet those mums and seeing them with their babies and knowing that yes other people were tired other people were awake a lot through the night other people's babies were feeding as often as my baby was it was really reassuring and it was really nice to be able to sort of sound these things off against each other and to know that I wasn't alone so that adult conversation was an absolute lifesaver for me and I would talk to people just out walking I'd talk to the lady in the shop um, I would pop into the library and get some little books and things and talk to the library uh, workers, assistants, um, just talk to anybody really. That's how I really help. Talking is, a, is an amazing form of therapy um, and it's what really kept me sane. Adult conversation, face-to-face -face contact um, and just knowing that I wasn't alone. So I would like to set you a little challenge. If you are out and about and you see another mum who's on her own, why not just get talking to her? Face-to-face -face communication is so powerful. And I knew, know it used to make my day when somebody would stop and take the time to talk to me, as well as my baby, but mostly talk to me. Um, and it really made a difference. So if you see somebody, 
don't be shy, don't put your head down, don't avoid the eye contact, make eye contact, smile, say hello, and try and get talking, spark up a conversation. You never know how much that might mean to another mum, um, but also how it might leave you feeling as well. It'll probably lift your mood, lift your spirits. Um, and you never know, this person could become a really, really fantastic friend for you to support you uh, on your motherhood journey. So that's your challenge for today's episode. I'd also love to know your ways of how you coped with getting going into motherhood. Was it what you expected? Was it completely different? What strategies or techniques did you use to keep yourself sane and to make sure that you were motivated and just being the best you possibly can be for yourself, but also for your baby. So I hope that you've enjoyed our first episode. Um, There is lots more to come. I've got uh, lots of ideas and plans for this. So I'd love to know what you think. If you're not already following me on social media, why not pop over to Facebook? You can find me at Baby and Me Lincoln and the same on Instagram at Baby and Me Lincoln and follow what's going on with Baby and Me.